When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and take that job, I'm all in. John Gruden would be, the, would be the home run of home runs. He would be the equivalent of what Brad Stevens would have been for basketball. I there have. was no way kids wouldn't come to play for John Gruden. All right, but all the little crazy liberals, well, he sent bad emails. That's what I'm saying. Aren't we past all that? What? We should have gotten past it when Bo McMillan left IU to take the Lions job. For God's sake, it was the last time Indiana was nationally relevant. I know. I don't care who. I want somebody in here. I'll take Dan Mullen. I'll t- I want somebody in here that's won. I don't want somebody in here that's lost. I want somebody in here that's won. All right, let, let me read you a tweet. I'm not going to tell you this yeah. is from a very, 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 very respected. I don't know if John will be a great coach, but they need a miracle in Indiana, something out of the box. The normal process delivers a gym teacher. Dan. You need to carry the flag for Groot. You just do. He would be perfect at Indiana, and he would want the job. If he would want the job, if if you've got a text from somebody who knows things about Knows stuff, Gruden very, 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 very well. Then he's spoken to Gruden. Absolutely. And then you know that Gruden would take the job right. for the right price, and he would put together an absolutely fantastic staff. Right who would win immediately. Right. And you know what? Um, I don't care about emails. I don't care about any of it. I care about Indiana getting into the conversation in college football. Not not the national championship college, but of interesting teams. Of uh, It was fun, even it was 2020 with the masks and all the stupid stuff, that Indiana was good and relevant. It's fun. College football, people in Indiana don't even know how much fun college football is. All I could think of over the weekend was the Ohio State-Michigan game and looking at the crowd at Michigan thinking how much fun it would be to be a part of that instead of a part of this. Even even on a lesser level. Like, you know, even, even, okay, but Indiana needs to act. This is what I say. And I texted with Scott Dolson last night, and he was obviously very noncommittal. But Indiana needs to be a Big Ten school. Yeah, right. And that means you go and you hire re- not the and nothing against the candle guy from Toledo, but you don't ha- hire the ha- candle no. guy from Toledo. When Michigan State just went out and got you, Smith from Oregon State. I'll give you, you don't hire the guy from Toledo. If you're going to hire a guy, you hire the Leopold guy from Kansas, who's yeah, done some right. shit at Kansas. Right. A basketball school. That's That would be, like, I would want Gruden here, but my guy, my guy would be the guy, Leopold, who's been at Buffalo. He's now at Kansas. He's got athletes. I've watched a lot of Kansas. I don't even know why I've watched Kansas. But look at that. We got some money. Thank you. Very nice Where's of that you. Money go? Is that? What's it? What's he saying? Five dollars. I lock my keys on the outside of my car. Please help. Hey, uh, here's what you do: <laughs> break a window. <laughs> Call AAA. I don't Calling know. AAA works every, every time. time. And getting AAA is the is the best insurance in the world. You used to be able to take a knife yes. and stick it yes. down there and pop it. You can't do that. A anymore. cop, my cousin, gave me a, a thing. 
Oh, the little uh, yeah. hook thing? A real one. Yeah. Not, a, not a coat hanger. That was cheating. Yeah. Now you can't do it because no. an electric lock should kill the car. Call AAA. Give him a call. Tell him Dan, tell him Dan and, and Ketch sent Tom you. Coverdale, the uh, the head of AAA in that, Indiana. That's right. He's Let's the man. Let's go. Uh, but, uh, all right. But, uh, to your point, I don't want... I, I, I wanted Urban Meyer back in the day, but I don't want Matt Guy this time. This is a different Big Ten. This is UCL, USC coming in. UCL... You gotta hire somebody that can inspire. If money's an issue, then you gotta inspire somebody that's gonna give more money. You gotta get somebody in here that's one and understands how to go about it in the modern era. That's really interesting because there are two different factions that you have to kind of activate with this hire. One of them, just the broad fan base who buys tickets. You wanna you wanna yes. prompt some ticket excitement, but the other group. The NIL group, Absolutely. who write big checks. The 15 and a half million came from someplace. Right. And those right. are smart people who know what ROI stands for, and they want ROI on their money. And that is not hiring Candle. And no offense to Justin Fry, but it's probably not hiring Justin no. Fry. No. No. How about Frank Wright? Newly let Bring go. him in. Bring him in. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I just he got just, a headache. He just got let go. And that, that's, look. When you said it perfectly, when you walked in here and I said Frank Reich, and you said the comparison between Carolina and the Colts. Yeah, you got, it took them 10 games to figure out what it took us five years to figure <laughs> out. You know, I applaud Dave Tepper. Dave Tepper knew what he wanted. It wasn't this, so he moves on. That's it. He may be nuts, um, but he got this one right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's exactly right. I, I, I To me... Dave Tepper, apparently he came out of the locker room yelling F-bombs yesterday. <laughs> like, so, and you know, like, here's the modern world. Jimmy Ursay knows when he exits the locker room, people are going to have a camera on him. Right. Dave Tepper is the owner of the Panthers. He knows when he exits the locker room, yeah. there's going to be a camera on him. So he's screaming F-bombs. Like, if you're the owner and you've got Frank Reich in the locker room saying things like, boys, we've got to stick together. We've got to believe in the Almighty. The Almighty will guide us through. Tough times reveal tough men. Yeah. You're going to have a guy like Dave Tepper running screaming up bombs from the locker room. All right, let's talk about a happier thing. I like the Colts, man. Oh, I love the Colts. Tell me. I, I, what, I, what I really liked yesterday is that I thought that Steichen did a great job of scheming, and, and it was execution, too, on those fourth and one plays that both led to touchdowns. That 24-yard completion to Pittman, the 30-yarder to Ollie Cox, I thought that was a guy with big balls, making a big balls decision in a big moment. I like Shane Steichen. I like the balls, and I think that's all great. But but to your point, I like the design of the plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, you he's know, smart. Yeah, he's really smart. And I liked it early in the year. We talked about this on the show when what they did on a two-point conversion and inside the 10 with Anthony Richardson was fantastic. Just a variance of what you see, a variance of the norm. Yeah, like there's so many things that are the norm when you get around there, and he is smart. He's in, he's innovative, he's clever with his play calling. I got to tell you, Mo, Mo Ellie Cox looked like you and me running. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of all these athletic tight ends that beat linebackers, and he, whoa, he looked like me or you <laughs> at 60 years old running. Like, I, he's like, I hope this runs about to end because big old Mo needs oxygen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. Can't, that was unreal. 
and he had to turn around to catch yeah. it. And you, you know, the Minch is like, oh my God, he's so open that he, he like pushes right. it out there. And then Mo's like, please get to me before I get hit. Please yeah. get to me. I'm like, so open. I got to make this. Yeah. I, but it was, it, you know what? And I, I there, that, you know, hey, I look, I criticize draft choices, but those front guys, Tuan, uh, Taekwon Lewis and the Hurricane and, and Quiddy Pay got involved. Ubicom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the draft choices look pretty good. Yeah. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm, and, Although Epicom, I brought him up, but he, he was a free agent. But you're right. No, but it, well, that's still. I've been on Ballard, and when when I'm wrong, well, I'm not wrong on Ballard yet. But but I'll give him credit where it's due. Yeah. Here, I mean, it is definitely due because this team is being well coached. This team has interest. This team is interesting. They play with an esprit de corps, and you know what? I don't know if we touched on this. But they showed balls to the entire organization by cutting Darius Leonard. Yeah, right. Right? Relationships right. my ass. Right. You, you're not playing. You're not performing. Get the f*** out. And everybody's sad for a minute about it. Oh, and please. then they move the hell of off. Of course. You know, I thought of you yesterday as they showed uh, Leonard up in the suite with his wife and his kids. And you talk about guys who like being them. Oh, yeah. He likes oh. being Shaquille Leonard. That's what he misses. That's yeah. what he covets. And that's what he showed up for yesterday. They're not going to give him that wonderful, like, send-off. So he came out, sat in the suite, stood up, and he's like this. Yeah. He wanted that one more time. Yeah. He wanted to be Shaq Leonard. That's Bob, Bob, Bob Knight like being Bob Knight. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, he just did. He didn't want to coat. My last two years, miserable. And then he did because Patrick came in. But he liked being Bob Knight. And Leonard apps, and I saw it. You, just, you saw it in Hard Knocks. He liked being in front of it and yeah. good for him i mean every, look 350 million people in this country everybody's different good for him but that's all that was right and you're exactly right and look zaire franklin and a couple other guys gave nice testimonies but it's just like a coach oh man i'm really sorry to see yeah. tom Mellon. who's next yep right and then you move on like that you we've all to. been through it yeah like i've been through it on the other end right i get shown the door i hired guys and I'm gone. I know that it's about 15 minutes where you guys go, huh, got fired, huh? All right, what are we doing today? Right. You know, that's exactly right. the way that works. That's, the way the world, that's why yeah. I always talk about being a man and walking yeah. like a man. You know, it's just what men do. You know, I'm not saying you're not sad. I'm not saying you, but you, you got to sack up. That's why my family yeah. motto is so good. You sack up and let it show somewhere. Assuming he's healthy enough to pass a physical, he'll, he'll land somewhere. They'll be excited, and then they'll get cut, and he'll be a journeyman, and I hope he saved his money. But let's get, let's get behind. I think Minshew's all right. I think he's all right. I didn't say great. I say he's all right. If you got to have a backup. you got to have him not lose you the game. Yes. And that pick yesterday Ooh. was really, really close to doing exactly that. You cannot. And I know that Downs was supposed to flare out and that Downs missed the cut and that those guys stared at each other like, huh? Yeah. And then I guess there was a cutaway of Steichen that wasn't uh, generous toward, my wife thought, uh, Josh Downs. I'm not sure if it was toward Josh Downs, but he, Julie was reading lips and said, oh, that is not a, a wonderfully positive way to uh, describe somebody. I, uh, I saw something in Downs I did not like. And I'm going to tell you what it is. He goes on a little hook pattern. He ball hits him in the knee. Yeah, like it's right there. Ball hits him in the knee, and he starts going like this. Like, was it tipped? Was it tipped? It was. It was. Yeah, it was tipped. It'd be like me throwing it ten feet away, and and he's like making an excuse. Ball hits you in the friggin' knee, in the hands, and then the knee, and he's 
Well, it was tipped. It was, he was looking, and everybody's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go about yeah. your business. You know what I mean? I didn't like that, but he's 12 years old. I, look, I know Tommy Larson. Minshew is not a starter, which is why he's a backup. And I know, and here's my, my ass to you, he's going to show you why he's a backup. Right. But he makes he enough plays. Yes, he has. But he makes enough plays where you go, I'd rather have a guy out there that I think can make a play than a, like that Boyle guy that's trying to play Doyle or Boyle. You yeah, know? Boyle. There's so many bad backups, Ken. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm comparing. Lots of them. That's what I'm comparing. And we've had bad backups. We had bad backups during the Manning era, but Manning never took a snap off until he had to. So let um, me ask you, do you yeah. not like Minshew? Where are you at with Minshew? Oh, no, I'm fine with him. Uh, but I think he's one of those guys you can win against bad teams with. You can't beat a so if they get to the playoffs, they're going to get trucked by somebody. They're just going to get hammered by somebody. Maybe not in the first game, but that second game, they're going to get destroyed because Gardner Minshew will make mistakes and he will throw it to you. And if you are good enough to catch the football like the Buccaneers were not yesterday, twice, right. should have had two more picks. Right. He's going to get you killed. Oh no. I know. <laughs> you know, there is... There we enjoy is. it while it's going on, though. We love this. It's great, Gardner. Hey, hey you're love the best. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm, I've always said, just just win. But you're right. I mean, backups will always show you eventually why they're yeah. backups. Because he's been given every opportunity to be a starter. Yeah. Right? right? And the chief opportunity was this past offseason, mm -hmm. where he's on the street. If somebody wanted him as a starter, there were 32 teams that could have signed him to do it. One took a shot at him as the backup. So I, I don't know how much you or I both know every starting quarterback in the NFL, but I will say this. I want him more than I want the guys that are in New England. Yeah. I want right. him more than, than uh, you know, I know Tommy DeVito's won a game or two, but I want him more than Tommy DeVito with the Jets, Giants. I want him more than the Jets guy that I've seen Way too much. There, are, I wanted more than the uh, Bengals guy I saw yesterday, Browning, who I, I wanted more than Kenny. Really Lincoln. bad backup. Really bad. Is. Yeah. And great for the Colts yeah. that they didn't get the Bengals early on. Right. And Burrow was rolling a little bit. Right. Now they go play a completely like fangless offense. And and one that seems like a like that Zach Taylor's record. Without Burrow is like four and twenty-five, like <laughs> yeah. you know they just so now you get you know so right. I, I'm just saying I, I guess my my bar isn't to be as good as Lamar Jackson or to be as good as Jalen Hurts, or, but it, when you're looking at the backups across, I, I you know oh no I'm all good yeah he's at the yeah. top tier of backups yeah that does not make no. him a middle tier starter no that's not who oh, he's he not is. a middle tier starter no no. Uh, no, he's a better Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, Brissett, um, I don't know. Brissett was always so kind of aloof, uh, at least in the locker room. Uh, and, and Minshew's kind of one of the guys. Yeah. I don't know to what extent that makes yeah. any difference. But there was something about Brissett that I just didn't. I was like, that's kind of like Tom Allen is the head coach at Indiana. You're like, why? <laughs> you know, that's the way I was with Brissett. I, yeah, I mean, I, I liked him because I saw him in the lobby of Pacers game after a game, and he was cool to everybody. Yeah. So I became a big Brissett fan. Like, he's not exactly the biggest guy, so people didn't recognize him, but enough people recognize him, and I just kind of watched. And he was very, very cool 
to people. So I was always a Brissette fan, but that's not a reason to like him either. No, that's no. what that's what right, we do. Right, I know. That's you like know. what what are we what are we talking about here? But you know, um, I'll tell you one guy I do like. Yeah. I, I, I like Moss. I like Moss. Oh my. I think he he has have you you're in the locker room, so I'm gonna interview you right now. Have you heard Moss bitch whine moan? Not once. Anything other than being a good team. And a great dude. Yeah. Yep. yep. And he balls. Yep. He runs he hard, that bitch, kid. He doesn't moan. He got one carry in Germany, came back yesterday, and ran his ass yes. off. Yes. He was really good. Yes, and he's got a little bit of a reason Yeah, to bitch whine and moan. I mean, he was over 100 yards. Time. He was terrific. And he, this is his contract year. Yes. So he's playing for money, and that money, when he gets one carry, that's money out of his pocket, but he doesn't bitch, he doesn't moan, he just goes to work. i tell you what, I guess you, I mean... I know you can probably notice a difference between Taylor and him when they're in the game. I'm sure you can, but not much, not much. No, and they are different. They're different. So uh, you know, you you change it up when you bring him in. I guess I'm just this saying, guy who will run to contact. That's why Jonathan will run away from contact really, really well. Yeah, not I, a criticism. I didn't say it. I didn't say it right. Like when he's going speed wise, vision wise, when he's making his initial move through through the hole, because basically everything's between the tackles right. for the most part. You don't notice that big a difference. Now you're right, Taylor will go that way, he may go that way. They're but, both patient. Yeah. And they yeah. both run downhill. Moss, Moss will do that thing. I talked to a guy I used to work with who was a defensive tackle in the NFL and we were talking about, about Maurice Jones Drew. And he said, I'll tell you what makes Drew a complete mess to play against is coming through the line, if you're a defensive tackle, he'll hit you with his pad right in the kidney. Just pop you with in the kidney as he's going through. And by the time you get to the fourth quarter, you're hanging on to your blocker a little bit because you don't want to get hit in the kidney anymore. That's Zach Moss. Zach Moss will do that kind of stuff where he hits you and he punishes you for trying to tackle him. And I dig it. That's solid. Yeah. Pittman was pretty good. Pittman was really good. Yeah. 10 Pittman. catches, 107. Yeah. Here's where people are psychotic. Like, I, I was talking about Pittman last night, and somebody in a comment said, well, he had two drops. Like, what, what is the matter with people? Oh, I wouldn't pay. He doesn't get an extension. For me, he had two drops. He had 10 catches for 107 yards. He's on pace for about 115 catches and 1,200 yards. What the hell do people want from this guy? And he's the best you got. He's it. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I am I'm retweeting us, but I'm just telling you, Sometimes you got to love the one you're with. Right. I mean, and you he just do. is an awesome guy. Right. To talk to that guy, you just, like some of the guys, like Jonathan Taylor. God bless Jonathan Taylor. He does the best he can with the media. But he's, he's putting on a show. And he's saying things that you don't believe that he necessarily believes. Yeah. Michael Pittman just talks to you. Where it's like, you, it's a normal conversation where at the end of a comment that he has, you've just got another question. You just want to keep asking the guy questions because his answers are great. I love talking to Michael Pittman. Does Zach Pierce, there's a debate going on right now, Alec Pierce. Is, um, is Alec Pierce good enough, overrated, somewhere in between, a bust? Where, where are we at with him? I'll tell you what, he did a great job of breaking up an interception he, yesterday. And he did a great job of blocking downfield he a couple times. He blocks his ass Yes, off. he does. He does all yes. the stuff. That's what Russell just said. He does yeah. all the dirty work. Yeah, he does. And he does it without complaint. And he ain't making himself any money. Nope. He's going to have, what, maybe 40 catches tops? 
And nothing, maybe 350. And yeah, well, I was going to say. He's a 14-yard-a-catch guy, so is he? I don't know, do the math. But less than 600 yards, probably. And he's costing himself money, but he's balling out and trying to do all the little stuff that wins you games. That's why I like this team. Yeah. yeah it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, I, there's an esprit de corps there that you're like, all right, I can get down with this team. I, this team this team looks good. Like, yep. it, it looks like it's still climbing. Like, this isn't like, okay, you're playing bad teams. Because you're playing bad teams. Right. Like, the Buccaneers have lost like six or seven or something stupid like that. And, all right, but you can only play who's in front of you. And I look at how it's happening, and it's happening. It's, it's like coming. It's, it's not fragmenting. It's, right. it's meshing. Right. That's the biggest thing. And that's good coaching. That is good, good, good coaching. And it's not that. just him. It's his staff and everybody yeah. involved is putting this thing together on a weekly basis. Because we've seen it fall apart. Hell, we just saw it last year. Right. I mean, complete chaos, and it wasn't all Saturday's fall. I mean, it was, what, they got rid of right for a reason. Yeah. What? What are you laughing? At? No, it was complete chaos, and and it was. I, I'm thinking it's like two different organizations. I mean, last year was one version of the Colts that I was like, oh no, you know, we're in Bob Ursay territory yeah. where just like decisions are being made willy nilly, and this year, everything's great. Like Ballard's doing his job, it would seem at a high level. Steichen's terrific. They put together a good staff. They fired the O-line coach, bring in Tony Sperano Jr., who's awesome. They let the defense roll. The defense isn't perfect. Schematically, it drives me a little bit nuts. But you know what? They get wins. What drives you nuts about the defense? Too many open guys. I, I can't I feel stand that's the NFL. I, I, I don't like either. quarters. I don't like covered three. I, I like manning up. And saying we're better than you are, we're gonna beat your ass. I, I just think defense is an attitude as much as it is a scheme, and I think that that scheme on the back end is, is kind of suspect. I, here's my thing with the NFL, and everybody, I, I'm wrong, but it's math. You got four guys rushing the passer. You got seven guys in the back end. You got maybe four guys going out for a while for for a pass. Right. That's my playground verbiage: going out for a pass, and. You don't guard the best one. How often in an NFL game is the best receiver yeah. wide out? No. Mike Evans is by himself. Jesus, in by yeah. himself. Yeah. Because one guy went like this. And yeah. two guys had to go with him. And, and then they stared at each other yes. after the thing. If your scheme is too complicated for your players to run, you've got to change the scheme or the players. And changing the players is a little bit difficult 11 games into the season. Yes. When Venturi was on my show, there were two things that used to drive us as former coaches mad. One was the fact that for 100 years, and they both involved one word, switch. One was, that what, what they, I forget what they call the twist, where I'm, I'm, these are two tackles, you yeah. know, on the, or nose guard tackle, whatever, on the defensive front. One goes this way, the other goes this way, twist. Well, defensively, when this guy goes this way, this guy picks him up. And when that guy goes that way, you just stand there. You don't even have to move. It's easy. You just yell switch. And the same thing, it, it drove Vittori and I insane. And then the same thing with that play you talked about yesterday. One guy's going this way, one guy. And it wasn't a rub. Right. It was like. It wasn't. It, switch. And you knew the way they lined up. That Evans was going to the corner. Right. There was no way Evans no. was going to the corner. No. 
And, you, and then you look at each other, and one word, switch, switch. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't have put the ball right there. I'm not saying that Evans wouldn't have made a diving. I'm not saying they would have stopped the play, but I know it wouldn't have been wide open for me to the lake out here. You know what? They covered it well later. Yes, In, in a similar did. thing where they had trips left, and they rolled Evans to the corner, and Kenny Moore did a great job of communicating and picking it up. Now that's coaching. Yeah. Now right. Now people ask, why do you look at things on the sideline? Why do you get those iPads and look? You look so that you recognize the formation, you recognize where you screwed it up, and you make a correction when you see something even remotely similar. Yeah. And so you and I are on the field going, what? Well, you go to the sideline, they show you, you both effed yeah. it up, or you effed it up, or I effed it up, but it's right there. That's the greatest thing for a coach. I couldn't imagine being able to do that during a basketball game, how great that would be. Listen, dumbass, sit down. Are you telling me you didn't do it? It's right yeah, here. Right. Like, that's the greatest. And, and I never felt like – people always talk about adjustments. I never felt like there was teaching going on with Reich. And right. I, and I felt that way with Pagano, too. I never felt like you can see an, an evolution of something. And I feel that with this Colts team, it's not only a spree to core, but the defense is getting better. The defensive front is getting better. If you got a bunch of guys who are pointing at each other for being the dumbass who screwed up and nobody takes accountability, you got a real problem. That is going to be a tough fix. But if you've got guys who are like, okay, that's on me. I, okay, I got it. But even more you than that, if you, can show them, if you can show them yeah, on yeah, a sideline. And, and here's the thing. Things don't happen in a vacuum. So you made the statement earlier, and I'm going to piggyback on it, that you knew, you knew that Evans was going to the corner. Well, okay, so let me give you a broader picture. Why do coaches get in there at 5 in the morning? So that they know everything the other team's going to do, and then they relay it to the team. When Evans is here in this look, he's going to the corner. Yeah. Right? So it, 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 that's the coaching. Like, I always use this as an example. People always say, well, he's a great basketball coach because out of timeouts, his team ran great underneath. Out of oh, Shut up. That's, that's not, it's the stuff that you're seeing the Colts do that make yeah. for great. They correct things in game because, again, Belichick and Parcells told me this a lot. The team he had yesterday isn't a team he had today. It won't be a team he had tomorrow. Parcells said something like that. He's organic 100 years ago. Lou Holtz said it here. And it's true. It's, it's Games are different. And you got to correct the things in this game, not say, well, this happened in the previous game, so this is going to work in this game. And that used to drive me crazy with Reich. And yesterday when the Colts were up 17-3, I was like, ooh, this feels <laughs> last year – there's no way this lead holds. Things have gone too well. They're going to stick with what they've been doing to get that 17-3 to lead. And Bulls is going to adjust like crazy, and we're going to get our ass beat yeah. because we're not going to be able to adjust back. Steichen adjusted back. Bradley, I think, adjusted back a little bit. And and so you wound up getting that win. And yet guys make big plays. I mean, Ubicom's sack, his strip sack was huge. And well, Dio there to go cover it up. Yeah, well... Players, not plays. At the yeah, end, that's right, what you know. Right, that's what we were right. talking about. But you got to put yourself in that position that you know what. Uh, let my players make the plays and and have my players ready to make the plays and have them prepared. And that's look, I, if, out of Creek, you know I love you long time, but don't be giving Rick Venturi shit. He was thirty five years defensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, who you want us to who you want us to reference? Uh, what you guys love, Fluss. 
We're supposed to, you know, talk about, shut up. And I love Rick, Yonder Creek. Rick know. still prepares for every game every as game. a radio analyst as though he's the defensive coordinator. That dude studies more tape yeah. than anybody in town. I don't, I, between he and Gus Bradley, I'm not sure who's studying more tape. Uh, I would, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it like this. Uh, he's studying, Rick's studying as much, if not more than Bradley. And Bradley is probably studying as much as Rick. You know, not when, more. when we worked together in St. Louis, Rick and I, I was the program director and he was a host. He would work, he would study Missouri's tape for six hours to do a 10 minute interview with Gary Pinkle, who was the football coach at that point at Mizzou. That's the work that, and the show sounded like it. Like it was the best prepared yeah. sports talk radio Never. show you ever heard in your life. Right. It was great. I was like, God almighty. And so I called him into the office. I was like, Rick, where are you getting these questions to ask Pinkle? Well, I watch a game and I break down the tape for a 10 minute interview. Yeah, takes me about six hours. It's like, all right, I never heard of that. That's awesome. But that's Rick Venturi. It is. He loves doing the work. He loves that. Yeah. He loved. He, yeah, so I don't, I, I don't, you know I love you. But, uh, you know, Ken Sterling has beef with Jake Query. You got beef with Jake? You beefing? I've never said a word about Jake Query. Got, I have no idea what that even means. We got no beef. I got beef with everybody, but I don't even think I have beef with Jake Query. I mean, if I don't have beef with Jake Query, then nobody. I got beef with everybody. I've never listened to his show. Uh, I always got something going on from noon to three these days. You know what's interesting about what you just said? We had this conversation. My brother and my mom are like, how come you don't call us so much? I go, well, because I used to call people from noon to th or from 11 to yeah, right. 11.30 when I was driving. Yeah. No, I'm not driving. So when you're at, when you're at home, I, like I'm not, my mother, when I was a kid and Mrs. Wellman and Mrs. Moore and Mrs. Onifre, somebody was always calling somebody while they were doing the dishes. I never just call a guy to chat. <laughs> no. I mean, if I'm in a no. car, I'll call you to chat. Hey, what's going on? Get me to, you know, Albuquerque. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't call in to have a chat with no. anybody. I hey, mean, how you doing? Yeah. What? I don't do that much. No, have a point, ask your question, and let's hang up and get on with our lives. There it is. And the question, if I'm going to ask it, is usually <laughs> really innocuous. Like, hey. You want to have a beer later? I mean, I don't. That's all I got. That's good. I, I don't. I don't have money. That's a good call. All right, I want to get to IU basketball. Yeah, I won a lot of money yesterday at IU basketball. Did Do you, you know the line was six and a half when I got it against Harvard? Is it really? It was, and I didn't bet the first half. But here's what I did, and then I took them four at halftime. So I made a lot of money. But I got to tell you about IU basketball, and this pisses me off. And I'm wrong, and I'm not being fair. Okay. So I was watching an NFL game, and my daughter was here. So we were tired. I wasn't really paying attention to what was on. But I turned the IU game on. I don't even know. Maybe it was the first half, second half. They were shooting. Yeah, it was second half. First play I watch, some guy named Banks shoots a freaking three. He's like, it, it, stupid shot, because maybe he can shoot threes. I don't, I don't know who he is. But anyway, long rebound. Harvard gets the ball. Dribbles down about three-quarter speed. Guy at Harvard takes the ball to the right wing. He looks, he's got a guy wide open on the right top of the key. He like, nah, I'm not giving it to him. So then he looks and there's a guy wide open under the basket. Instead of hitting the guy that's wide open here for the three, he hits the guy that's wide open for the basket. And I'm like, Indiana players didn't hustle. They didn't talk. They didn't do shit. So I said, screw it. I'm going back to football. And then I turned it on about 
10 minutes later, because there's a commercial, IU throws a cross-court pass, Harvard guy deflects it, steals it, goes down, dunks it, not one guy's even in the TV screen. Like, what are we doing? I, I'm guessing that's because I hate IU basketball, but I, I don't think, think well, I hate right. IU then basketball. What, what prompted you to put a lot of money on IU in the second half? Because, because there's no way Indiana isn't winning that game in Gamebridge by more, less than four. I got four in the second. There is no way. Like, I don't even bet knowing who any players are. But Indiana was going to win that game. The line was six and a half. I don't know what they ended up winning. I turned it back on. They were up. Uh, 13. Yeah, they were up like 11, and one of the big guys tipped one in. I'm like, okay, I'm good here. But there was no way. There. But the fact that they were down and the fact that that's all the spread is. Again, I know Harvard has a really good player, and I know Tommy's a good coach, and blah, 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 blah. Well, and Indiana hadn't beaten anybody by double digits, right? Uh, Had they? No, maybe, no. And a lot of, you know, but anyway, so IU bat. my point with IU basketball, I think they're going to be good. But they don't play well. They, they're kind of like the anti-Colts. Does, and uh, I yes. have no idea, Xavier Johnson's foot. I don't know to what extent it's hurt. Do, are you more optimistic about Indiana basketball if Xavier Johnson is on the shelf for a while? Or does his presence make you more optimistic that they can grow together? I would like for Xavier Johnson to be a bit off-the-bench player. I thought last year Indiana was better without him because uh, Hood Shafino got the ball. Yeah. I'm not convinced that either Galloway or Cups or any of these guys – can play to the level that you can win big with without Johnson this year. I want to be, in fact, a very, 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 very uh, winning, popular IU player swears to me every time Johnson goes down that it's bad for Johnson. We don't want to see a kid get hurt, but better for IU basketball, particularly this team. He's asked me not to use his name, so I won't. But yesterday, I didn't know Johnson went down, and I get a text saying the team's going to get better. And I don't know if I buy that with this team. I I don't. Do you? Offensively, the ball pops. A yeah, little bit. It, it moves it, and yeah. they reverse it and yeah. they go get a shot. Yeah. With Johnson, yes. he's like Travis Best. I, I hate it. Pop, 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 yes. Pop, 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 pop. You and I talked about this. I hate the little dribbling guy that's not great. Isaiah Thomas, you want to dribble that, uh, the, the bag yeah, off the yeah. ball? Go dribble the bag off the ball. But Xavier Johnson, whoa, we're waiting to set you up late clock. And he does just enough. He gets to the 10 enough to make you feel good about him sometimes, which drives me crazy because then I have to argue with myself about him, and I don't like that. He did that against, like, Louisville. He got to the rim on the left side, went and laid it in. You know, the interesting thing, and fellas, guys, gals, you really need to listen to him about basketball. I'm going to tell you why. I'm watching the Louisville game, and that freaking wear – you can have that where I know he went 11 for 12. Maybe he's a good Ivy League player, but you can have that clown because in the middle of a zone, I've never and, and 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 Kenny Payne is stupid enough to say that he got tricked by his idiotic zone. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching this where, and he has no idea. The number one rule in a zone is know what's behind you on the back line. Right. You, you know what's in front of you. Know what's behind you. This idiot where was I? I'm sorry. I shouldn't call him. But I got to get the text between you and me because this guy is playing in the middle of the zone and has a no interest in playing any defense and b no idea 
What kind of an idiot on the back line of a 2-3 zone loses the guy behind him? Now, I'll let you all out there determine who sent that tweet. <laughs> I said, that where guy, I, well, he said it because it was prompted by this. This where guy is a guy that gets you fired. Wow. Yeah. And then I said, eh, I hope he hits the game winner because, you know, I'm fickle. But that guy, it's like you guys all got crazy about cups against Gulf Coast. I'm like, wait. Okay, where it was 11 for 12, and Baco, whatever his name is, hit a couple of Okay, they're good Ivy League players. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how we do. Right. They do much against UConn. We'll see what they do against Maryland. When's that? Friday. Oh, that's this week, yeah. yeah. And Maryland stinks. They yeah. stink. But they, I'm sure they got guys. They usually have guys. It's so hard to maintain any semblance of order with a roster being how many guys go through the portal and oh, all that. that's terrible. Like, you got a good team one year, all of a sudden everybody gets nervous because they're not projected in the mock NBA drafts. And they go someplace else, and you're like, hey, you know, like you got to recruit your own, and you got to recruit everybody else just in case your own wig out. That's complicated. I would, let me, let me, let's, go there, let's go through this for a second. Did Kansas have to recruit their own? Did UConn have to keep their own? Did Purdue have to keep their uh, own? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just thinking yeah, about yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying you're right. You right. are right. And this is an argument I have with my son. Because at that level, you absolutely have to recruit your own. They got a guy that made the coach get fired, Dan Muller, Antonio Reeves, who made five hundred grand to go to Kentucky. You got a guy fired in the Mac or in the uh, Missouri Valley. So uh, Indiana... Indiana should be, I th and again, maybe I'm in the 80s, should be a destination. Yeah. But it's never really been a destination because guys used to quit when I was there. Well, you, you got to do what Painter does at Purdue. You, you recruit to a standard, a culture. You bring guys in who fit. They believe they fit. And so they stick around. Maybe Indiana has that because Indiana didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Well, they they lose? Galloway and they lose? Or not Galloway. Uh, Geronimo, they lost like four guys. Yeah, but I always thought they lost the right ones. I didn't, well, I didn't know whether they lost them or whether they shoved yeah. them. Yeah, where's Geronimo at now? I don't even know. I don't even, yeah, I don't either. But I thought he was going to be good, and he was not. That to Geronimo, those, those physical freaks. But Geronimo I, started I two years ago. He started freaks. playing great in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I thought right. he was going to come back, be a shooter, add to it. And no, he didn't. And But... I, I, I give Woody, I'll argue with you on this. I think Woody's, you're going to lose some. I think Woody's lost the right ones. Yeah. He, I, like, he didn't lose Galloway. Or he Who did he miss? You know, of the guys who've transferred the last no, two years, I no, don't miss any of them. No. Right. I'll give you one. Ohio State had a kid named Lede. This kid, his mother was really nice. He was a freshman when Andrew was there on their staff. And he was in. He leaves. He's going to be a first-team All-American. First team All American. He's at San Diego State. He's averaging like twenty eight and sixteen. Really? I'm gonna look him up right. He's unbelievable. He was a kid from Texas. So you know, it's like what? I called Andrew. Andrew's like, Dad, I told you he was good. I mean, that good? Like so? You sometimes? What What did Chris do? Why? He wasn't why playing. Guy, he would just and and there was no reason to play as a freshman. There was none. There was zero. Like he he started a couple games and. Looked terrible, but now he grew up. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but to Indiana, has there been a guy like Finnessy didn't do anything at Cincinnati? Right. Who who else is like Geronimo? We don't and, even know where uh, he is. The kid who went to Xavier, L, Hunter, L, Jerome Hunter, L uh, L 
L, the left-handed shooter, went to Providence. Oh, yeah, yeah, L. Durham. L. Durham. He right. was okay. Yeah. But they haven't lost. They, I mean, they lost Jackson Davis. That's bad. Isn't it but, funny? Like Providence. I never remember anybody who played there. All I know is Cooley is a terrific coach. Yeah. I love him. But I don't know any of the no. players on that team ever. I'll tell you one guy I knew. Who? Guy's name was David Duke. Oh, KKK, yeah, 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 KKK, yeah, right, right, not right. the KKK the name, but David Duke. I remember David freaking Duke. And then there was, they had an NBA player. Dickie Simpkins. That's 100 years ago. Right. Well, Austin Crozier. Yeah. Ernie yeah, Gregorio, yeah, right. Marvin Barnes. I mean, I can go Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, the shooter. Kevin uh, played for the Pacers. Hassett? I don't know. I can't remember. I can go. I wanted to go to Providence. Really? Yes. When they were rolling, it, it, when, uh, 1978 to 80, before I really got recruited, I thought Providence, small Catholic school, Dave Gavitt was a, they went to the Final Four in 70-something. I thought that'd be a cool place to go to school. Delray. Delray went there. Yeah. Well, Billy Donovan. Uh, uh, Tamar Bates went to Missouri oh, yeah. and is struggling. That's what I'm saying. Like, Tamar Bates shows up in Indiana, and he's all the rage about himself. He was walking in the weight room. Guys are lifting, and he's acting like hey, the Savior is here. And then he doesn't do shit. And then he goes to – I think he had a big game early. But I, I'll give Woody credit. Like, Purdue. Purdue's lost a guy or two, haven't they? Maybe they even have, didn't even lose a guy. But Purdue, guys don't go. I wish I'd lose a guy. I wish I'd lose a couple of guys. <laughs> They're pretty good. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to say this until it doesn't happen. But I, I'm, I, if you were going to say gun to head regular season, does Purdue go undefeated? No. I'm going, yeah. Here's, um, here's what Painter does, and this is an example of it. Trey Kaufman-Wren, kid from Silver Creek down in Sellersburg, He's barely played. This is third year with that program. Hadn't played a hell of a lot. He's playing some this year, but he didn't transfer. Mm -hmm. He's a top 50 a kid. Point. You know, and, and he's he's battling and trying to figure it out. I love that about Purdue kids. That's that's a great point. He he uh, he, he needs to be replaced. They need to get Gillis in there for them to go yeah, undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but to, that's not your point. Your point is, here's a guy that has stuck it out. Yeah. It's not like he's from five minutes away. Right. I mean, he's from Southern Indiana. I mean, what the hell? There's a lot of schools that he could go to if you transfer from Purdue from Southern Indiana. You can go to Louisville, probably go to Kentucky, probably go, you know, wherever. But no, you're right, and that is, the, and he'll end up being a good player. Yeah, he's not there yet. He's not tough enough yet. He's not Purdue tough yet. But they get there. I know they somehow do. or another. I, I don't, and that's been throughout Matt's whole run. And yeah. whether it was Jawan Johnson, who I know really, really well. Uh, Etwan Moore, both guys in that 07 class, they came into Purdue. They really didn't do a hell of a lot. And then over time, they I mean, got really good, uh, made a lot of money in the NBA and over in Europe. Let, JJ's still playing. Let me tell you something. Robbie Hummel. Robbie yeah. Hummel was getting beaten like sectionals and regionals with another guy on his team, Martin. Martin ended up, eh. I mean, yeah. he left Purdue. He's a great kid. Robbie ends up in the rafters. Because yeah. he stayed. Like, I, Robbie, it wasn't like Robbie was tearing up the state of Indiana's. I mean, maybe he tore up the AAU circuit, but I, not like he tore up, never got, I don't even think, to a semi state with another guy that went to Purdue with him. Right. And, and in AAU summer, he played with Etwan yeah. and Antoine Boyd and Gary McGee. They, they had, on paper, they were, they were ranked really, really highly as far as having a lot of guys. Yeah. And then he went to the Nike camp. 
Hummel did, and he kind of blew up, and okay. that's where it all well, kind of came. But a lot of guys do at the Nike camp. Yeah, a lot of guys right. have two good games that you never heard of at the Nike camp, and then you say, "Wow, he's just like Richard Mandeville." Richard Mandeville kicked Rashad Griffin's ass. Yeah, I mean, upside, downside, inside and outside. I'm like, we got to get. He can shoot, and he's big. God damn, Wisconsin's going to get this kid. At least we got somebody that can play against him. Shit. But anyway, but no. So you know, not that Robbie was bad. Robbie was good enough that Samson cheated. Yeah. Like Samson's yeah. list of cheating was pretty impressive, yeah. and Robbie was on that list. But I'm just saying. Here, one yeah, that was a bad class. Mike Davis showed his ass in that class, said he didn't know what he was doing. Because well, he recruited that class like shit. That was terrible. And Kelvin tried to come in and put it together quick, and it didn't work except for Gordon. Yeah. And, you know, but all you got to do, Hummel went to Purdue, stayed at Purdue, and Martin left. Yeah. And Purdue just does that. Uh, I got to take my daughter at noon to somewhere. My daughter's here. It's all. It's like ten till. So we great, Laura. Fresh off a dental appointment last week, if I'm right? not mistaken. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> Is that a HIPAA violation? I'm not sure if it's a HIPAA <laughs> no, violation. You have my permission. I'm Julie a... comes home and says, "Hey, guess who was in the office?" Uh, Harms and No Gel Eastern <laughs> left. Uh, that was the greatest interview ever on my show. When Matt Painter said, "Yeah, they're not boilermakers. They quit." Yeah, they're not. Yeah, you quit. Get away from me. I'm really okay. impressed with Gillis. Yes! Gillis was kind of a, an iffy yes. guest from Evanston. No. What? Oh, no, from Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Right, right, Baseball right. Eastern, Eastern was from Evanston. Oh, Eastern was the I guy. knew that was trouble. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, question real quick. Uh, Gruden, Mullen, Jimbo Fisher. Gruden. Gruden, Gruden, Gruden. Dude's never coached in college. That good? Well, here's the thing. Gruden is not going to go anywhere without knowing he's got the tools to be able to win. So if, if Indiana hadn't had it rolling from an NIL perspective to this point, they're going to get it rolling by the time he signs that contract. Do you think, do you think that all these schools, like I listen to these former Indiana players bitching about what hasn't been done with the program. They give them $15 million. They built a state-of-the-art weight facility. They... A couple years ago, they had one of those dorky videos where the players get their new locker room and they're all jumping around like little school kids. Like, do you think NIL, lack of NIL, is an excuse? Like, Crean makes that excuse when... when Allen made that excuse yeah, that's, uh, on his way out. Yeah. He said, Indiana's got to embrace blah, 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 which I didn't blame him for. I don't either, but... You got to throw some shade on the people who fired you. It's a rule. It's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to take all the heat. No, yeah, right. I sucked. But yeah, I, I, think right it's, I think it's become an excuse for coaches and st and programs. Well, if you're going to compete with Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, you better figure out. Does how anybody to know what those guys like are actually making and what? Does anybody know. know what Indiana's making as compared to Ohio State? And let me ask you another question: Why shouldn't Indiana players have to pay part of the buyout for Allen? They're getting they're getting stipends. You should pay part of the buyout. You guys suck. Pay part of the buyout. That would be really that'd be an interesting conversation. <laughs> if it's a business, I want a refund. If I gave a hundred thousand dollars to Indiana's NIL and I'm watching these clowns play like this, I want a refund. Well, they they may pay by being dispatched. I mean, if they bring somebody in who's serious about it. They're not going to keep a one like a one in eight guy. I wouldn't be mad about the Deion Sanders move. 
No, let's go. No. And the, coach, the quarterback already left, right? So he's he, in the portal. He's in the portal. Yeah, it doesn't mean he left. Yeah. Yeah, when's uh, uh, Jackson? I thought Jackson Davis's brother was the star, star. Evidently not. I thought he was pretty. I thought he could throw it. Be careful who you cheer for to come to Indiana. Yeah. Like, oh, the crowd is cheering for Trey John or whatever the hell Davis. Well, you always say it. Yeah, the rankings don't mean shit because who's doing the rankings? Who ranks the rankers? Right. Brad Stevens, circa yeah. 1998. Oh, yeah, that was his thing. <laughs> when he was at Butler, you know, before he really got it going, he's like, look, you know, he goes, I knew that Gordon Hayward could play with anybody in the country, but he's going to Butler. He goes to Duke. He's a four or five star recruit. Who ranks the rankers? And I'm like, I'm right same thing with Matt Howard. But I think he got that from uh, he got that from Licklider. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think I've got a footnote Licklider on that one. He did. Is Jeff Saturday the new coach of the Clint Carolina? <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> or, or like Tony Bozzelli. No, he played in Jacksonville. Who's like a legendary Carolina Panther? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Bring, bring Cam. Newton bring Cam. And, it's, yeah. <laughs> and to answer the question, it was up. Indiana can beat Notre Dame. On Friday, I saw to go to the College Cup. You ever betting against you ever ever betting against a Yagley or Indiana no. soccer? I'm not. Nope. Uh, it's one of the great family dynasties in the history of sport. When Indiana was playing like garbage, they tied Notre Dame up at Notre Dame one one. I think Indiana wins that game and they go to Louisville. How so. about it, it? Feels like deja vu every year with IU soccer. They got to beat Virginia. I feel like they always play Virginia. They always I hate play Virginia. <laughs> I know. I hate them. Me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Me? I'm blowing my brains off. <laughs> Gun in <laughs> say, say good night. Not Joe Sloan, Joe Brady. Joe Brady, and he's not with LSU anymore. Maybe he is talking about Joe Sloan. Hmm. Yeah, like and subscribe and give us some money. What the hell? Yeah, why not? Why not do that for God's sake? And yeah, subscribe. We gave away a Jane Novacek autographed jersey today. And uh, we get stuff away all the time. Where'd you get Jay Novacek on again? PristineAuction.com. Every once in a while, you find something that's being underbid, and it's a mystery box. And in the mystery box, it's a series of 75, and like 14 of the guys were former Colts. So I thought, okay, Bob Sanders, we got Shaq Leonard, we got a chance. I wind up getting, I got Baker Mayfield twice. Twice. What the hell is the matter with the people at Pristine Auction? Anyway. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Hey, uh, there's only, there's like 300 people on here. There's only oh, $11.97. Uh, only 59 likes. Let's go. Chuck Hall, thank you. And uh, I got to drive my daughter and I got to be back. Chuck Hall is the nicest man in the world. Is he? Every single morning, he says, good morning, Kent, in the comments. Always. Really? Every single time. All right. Good morning, Chuck, uh, in, in case I don't say it enough. By the way, thank you, Otter Creek. He does. He, no, Venturi doesn't participate in nachos. Uh oh, uh oh. We got breaking news. We got yep. breaking news, but we're not going to say it. We can't say it until. If then. Sterling and I decided to break all the news in Indy, we could break it right now. Big yeah, breaking news, Always. right? Right now. Yeah. We're not doing it. We we could be trusted with the information. That's why right. we have the breaking news. But if you read between the lines of what we say. There it is, more often than not. See you.